0: Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please see. Why Bethlehem? Have you ever thought of that? Why Bethlehem? If Jesus had been born anywhere other than Bethlehem, we would not have the first two thirds of our Bible, what we call the Old Testament. And if Jesus had been born somewhere other than Bethlehem, we would not have the final third of our Bible, what we call the New Testament. If Jesus had not been born in Bethlehem itself, we would not have any of the carols we sing and the prayers we pray. We would not be here at all. At the time of Jesus' birth, the land we call holy was occupied by Roman forces. And the occupied people were the Jews. The gospel, according to Luke, tells us that they were required to be registered in their own ancestral cities. It's a way for the Romans to have control. But that's why, that's one of the reasons why Jesus was born in Bethlehem. The fact that Jesus' birth takes place in Bethlehem is key to his identity because he himself is a Jew, descended from King David, who himself was from Bethlehem. But Jesus' birth in Bethlehem is key to our identity, too, because we are a church of Jews and Gentiles. Gentiles is everybody who's not a Jew. That's me and some of you. So Jesus's reign is not limited to David's line. In fact, we are like the Magi who come to worship David's royal son. They come from Gentile lands, from lands that don't know anything about the Messiah. So they come to worship David's royal son, Jesus. But the thing is that Bethlehem today is not in Israel. Bethlehem today is in what we call the West Bank, in the Palestinian territory that is now occupied by the modern state of Israel no Jewish couple would ever go today to have their baby in Bethlehem. There would be no Jewish census. In fact, if Jesus were born today in Bethlehem, he would be a Palestinian. But think about it, a Palestinian Jew, a Jewish Palestinian, this is a contradiction in terms. But Jesus himself is a contradiction in terms. He's God, man, he's dead, yet risen. He explodes the categories of religion, nation, race, and tongue. And as the son of David, the specific line, he redeems the whole world. Now, Jesus' birth has been celebrated in Bethlehem over the place where Mary lay her son since at least the second century that we know of. And the Church of the Nativity was built there in the fourth century. And people have been worshiping on that site since then. It's now a UNESCO site. But you may have heard in the news that Christmas celebrations this year in Bethlehem are muted. No lights, no Christmas tree in Manger Square. That's really what they call it, Manger Square. No parades, no carols. But of course you can't cancel Christmas and worship is still happening in the holy places. But as one of the Greek Orthodox priests at the Church of the Nativity explained, we cannot celebrate when our brothers and sisters are dying. Now the brothers and sisters he's referring to are the Palestinians under siege of war in Gaza. Since the atrocities of terror afflicted on Israeli civilians three months ago, I'm obviously not gonna go into it because you all know the state of Israel has been retaliating against the civilians of Gaza. That's what the Greek Orthodox priest is talking about. And also in the news, you may have heard about the manger scene in the evangelical Lutheran church in Bethlehem. In their crash this year, The Christ child lies swaddled, not in white cloth, but in the traditional Palestinian headscarf called the kathiyah. This baby, Jesus, does not sleep in heavenly peace, but on a pile of stone rubble jesus the jew himself lies in that rubble he abides with all who suffer all who suffer whether they're palestinians or israelis or americans or anyone this baby is the man of sorrows who weeps with all who weep who mourns with all who mourn. In Israel, in Bethlehem, in Gaza, in Czechoslovakia, in Ukraine, in New Haven. Now some of you may have heard this story from me before, so please forbear. In my third year at Yale Divinity School, I spent the Christmas break studying in Jerusalem. It was 1987 and the first Intifada had just broken out. This is an uprising of the Palestinians. And even though the situation then was far less dangerous than it is now, violence, seemed imminent, and we were sore afraid. But we didn't cancel our Christmas Eve pilgrimage to Bethlehem to worship at that ancient site, the Church of the Nativity, but our joy was mixed with trepidation. Now for those who are unfamiliar with the geography, Bethlehem and Jerusalem are only about five miles apart. So from Bethlehem to Jerusalem, Jerusalem to Bethlehem was where we were first taking. It should only take about 20 minutes by car. But even back then in 1987, these two cities were separated by a gulf of hostility. So our 20 minute ride took about two hours Our convoy of pilgrims was stopped at random intervals. Israeli soldiers with semi-automatic weapons slung over their shoulders would enter each bus and they would search in the overhead compartments and they would search under the seats. We were not told why. Then they would exit the bus and allow us to continue our pilgrimage at a snail's pace until we were stopped again and searched again. And this was repeated several times. By the time we got to Bethlehem, we had sung every Christmas carol we knew by heart several times over. Silent Night and O Little Town of Bethlehem have never been the same for me. But we celebrated the feast of the incarnation in that ancient church and that holy site where Mary lay her baby after she gave birth. And it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. Now the journey between Jerusalem and Bethlehem back then in 1987 was difficult. But what was once hostility has bloomed into war. And today, children and women giving birth, and men in the occupied territories are being killed in their thousands. Out of the depths, even where Jesus suffered, our Palestinian brothers and sisters share Jesus' cry. My God, my God, why have you forsaken us? The thing is, we know, especially at Christmas, that the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace rules, he rules over all violence, all violence, all degradation, all oppression, This carpenter alone will repair our broken world. And this savior alone will rescue us from the hatred that infects our hearts, that terrorizes our world, that buries us under the rubble even of our own making. But Jesus, this Prince of Peace, makes stringent demands on all of us who follow him. As King of Kings, Lord of Lords, he is also judge who will say to us at the end of time, as he says to each one of us every day, and he says this now on this silent night, As you did unto the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you did also unto me. Jesus is the incarnate Lord of Bethlehem. He is the king of the Jews. He is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in human flesh. He is the great desire of nations, the one who loves all the world, even those who hate him. So let us also, like the magi and the angels and the shepherds, go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place. Come, adore on bended knee, Christ the Lord, the newborn King. And a blessed Christmas to you all. Amen.